This episode is brought to you by the generosity of our listeners. It's our 100th episode, and Armin and I take a look at what impact it's had on us. Put your faith to work. This is the Bold Idea Podcast with ideas, interviews, and inspiration to bring your bold ideas to life. Here are your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bold Idea Podcast. This is your co-host, Larry Gates. Along with Armin Asadi. And as promised, we are taking a pause to celebrate 100, 100 today. That makes 250 episodes between Reinventure Me and Bold Idea and who I would have ever thought. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't know that we were going to get into it this deep, but we decided for our 100th episode to stop and take a look. And you know, Armin, you and I try to get our clients, our clients, <laughs> I'm so used to business speak. We try to get our guests to be vulnerable about their their own journey and what mm-hmm. they've learned. And we always find that as you start to share things about yourself and some of the things that have made an impact on you through your journey, that it makes for a more interesting engagement and people, you know, pick up more. And right. certainly we do. We always like it when people are opening up about themselves. So we decided right. that we're going to do that for ourselves. And we've been at this now for 100 episodes on the Bold Idea Podcast. And as Armin said, we did 150-some, and we did some shorter episodes. So, you know, between these two shows, we've probably had over 250 or yeah. so episodes. But we want to focus on the Bold Idea Podcast mm-hmm. and the impact that that's had on us. And so we just thought we'd have a lively discussion between us. Yeah. How has it changed us? And I'm going to start, you know, kick it over to you, Armin. How have you seen this change you? Well, okay. So before we even get to that, All one right. of the most common questions I get asked by people who I meet with or do calls with about the podcast, it's always along the lines of, so why do you do it? Or what do you get out of it? Or what has it done for you? Or do you know what? Yeah. You, I, I'm sure I get that too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you threw out the idea of, hey, how, what do you think about us talking about the impact this podcast has made on us? I thought, man, I, that's going to answer so many people's questions about this podcast because the other one I get is, hey, do you think I should do a podcast? Yeah, I get that a lot too. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's like, all right, if, if this process for me seems worthwhile because it's not just us talking, I know it's answering and scratching it that a lot of listeners have and it'll help them kind of answer their question of is it worth it yeah well podcasting is the fastest growing trend here in in media yeah there are more podcasts that are spun up than any other type of media show but i think it surpasses youtube and i mean just in terms of growth rate yeah not necessarily in terms of the volume of videos for for instance but the number of podcasts so everybody can you know like us can put out a podcast yep. you know yeah and uh, and find your way to instant riches just yeah. as we have Oh, yeah. Wealthy. Wealthy. <laughs> What's that song? Do you remember that song? Uh, it's like Video Killed the Radio Star or something like that. Yeah, I don't know it. Come on. That's your era. I know. I'm sure it is. <laughs> well, I think we're changing the narrative on that. It's podcasting is killing the radio star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how do you answer that then? I honestly say because I'm selfish oh, okay. and selfishly, it makes a lot of impact on me. Okay. And if I were to speak to it from a strategic standpoint, I would say there's a ridiculous amount of godly kingdom minded individuals out there who I would love to learn from, who I would love to connect with. But everybody wants to pick your brain and that doesn't really add value. But when we created this podcast, 
podcast, it created something that not only adds value to them because it helps them get their message out and grow their fan base and or their audience, but it also helps me do what I want to selfishly do, which is connect with these people and, and just glean from them. And uh, so my, my greatest reason behind it is completely selfish. I want, I want to learn from these ridiculously influential, affluential, godly people that are just kicking butt and taking names, you know, like, why wouldn't I want to do that? Yeah, it's it's like a networking machine. Yeah, and it builds genuine relationships. You know, like you get to text these people, call them, hang out with them, eat with them. You know, not all of them, but yep. enough of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what my why is I'm selfish. Yeah, I'm good. proud of it because <laughs> it's helping me. You got a, you got a strong appetite for that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't care. <laughs> Shameless, baby. Exactly. Well, I know what you mean. Well, what about you, though? Well, I, I mean, I, I would say that mine's a little bit different, but related, very related. I would be what you'd call an Enneagram 7, right? Whatever which is that the, means. Which is the adventurer, meaning I'm always looking for things that are kind of... Of course, you get the holy number. Yes, the right. completion is the perfection <laughs> number 7, right? <laughs> Uh, thank you for that observation. I I'm thought sure about I'm it, but six. it makes me feel so much better about myself. <laughs> I haven't taken the test, but I assume I'm the, the evil but number. <laughs> if you were into Enneagram or whatever, you'll know what I mean. In that I am the one that's always looking for something new. I'm looking for something over the over the horizon, whatever. And so this is like, I mean, ideas or I, I get them a dime a dozen or maybe, you know, no. a dime four dozen. You. you know? Right? <laughs> so here's the thing. This is like being a kid in a candy shop, being able to listen in on other people's ventures and the things that they're doing. How they ideate it. How they ideate it, the struggles that they go through. And, and it's it's like having, it's like having a big TV, mm-hmm. right? With 1,600 split screens and you can watch them all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like how your I mean, brain just, works. I, my brain is just like that kind of distractibility. <laughs> it's and your it's drug like, of choice. It's my drug, yeah. So, so I just love tapping into what other people are doing. I, I, I remember as young as being like a kid in junior high, I think is when I maybe had this first thought about how fascinated I was by how many different weird businesses and occupations there are out there. Yeah. How people just make money in like the most unusual ways yeah. and the different things that people pursue. And I thought, wow, it's just a potpourri of like creativity <laughs> in the marketplace. You know, and I remember having that thought when I was a kid, yeah. right? There's so many different things to do. That's why I have that t-shirt that says so many ideas, so little time, Yeah, you know, cause I've got this kind of creative <laughs> angst. So this is like my drug of choice. You know, yeah. pe- could people tell me or ask me the same question they ask you, why do you do the bold idea podcast? Does it feed into your business? Heck no, this isn't even any. <laughs> part of my business. <laughs> yeah, they always think we make money off right. of it. And like, I, I no. just say, no, this is, you know what? Here's the thing. If you answer people and you say this is a passion project, yeah. then everybody's good with that. So like everybody's- It's every, a cop-out answer though. <laughs> every, everybody deserves a passion project. So they're yeah. like, okay, they don't, they don't keep like- probing you about it. Yeah, yeah. But truth be told, it's I, I just love getting into other people's stories and seeing how God works yeah. in them. And like you, what I wrote down when we were talking about, you know, what are some of the ideas here, what I wrote down for myself was friends are in plain sight and you don't even know it. The friendships that we have made with our guests transcend the interaction on the show. Yeah. And it's just so cool to hear about what's going on in their world and to be connected. Maybe not intimately, hmm. but at least more so than we were before we did the program. Hmm. And uh, like you said, you can get a front row seat really to what's happening in other people's lives and and connection to them. And you, you form some friendships and, and that's, a, there's a very selfish, but also a very motivating thing. Oh yeah. You know, very motivating for me. Oh, for sure. So here's the weird thing I've realized about myself is 
God, I love the failure stories. The, the more they struggle, the more I enjoy our guests. Mm. It's I, I know it's it's like I take joy from their pain or something. <laughs> Gallows humor. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's not like they're in pain anymore. You know, it's their past. But it it takes people that I think are so far beyond and so unrelatable. And, and it just brings everyone back to an even playing field when people are vulnerable, open up and just share. And you're like, oh, man. You struggle just like I struggle. You get it. And it's it's not like you just relate, you empathize. And so when we're going through this, and even when I'm asking questions that I think are ridiculously stupid, they, they sometimes hit a core with them. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I, I am right there with you on it. And I think that's why we're so aligned in this. Because when I hear somebody struggle, right? Mm-hmm. And like you said, they've already processed it. They've worked on the other side of it. Occasionally we'll get somebody in the middle of it, but that's not usually when people open up, right? I yeah. mean, it's so much easier to be vulnerable about stuff that has happened than stuff that is happening. You're right, <laughs> right. Right. Okay. But, you know, I think one of the things that I enjoy hearing about even processed stories mm-hmm. is because there's a redemptive thread in it. Yeah. That God still got this. You mm-hmm. know, he's still in control. And I just read this this morning and this jumped out at me and it fits right in here. It's from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Listen to this in the context okay. of what we just said. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's kind of what the whole journey is about to me. You know, this whole idea of taking a bold idea that God's given you, trusting him for that venture. There's going to be times when you don't believe, right? There's going to be times when it becomes really hard and you've got to abound in hope, right? And that's what you need in that God that just gives that hope and inspires it to you. And when I can hear from others who've gone through that and gone through that dark night and have questioned themselves or had stuff thrown at them that you go, there's no way I'd get up if I had that thrown at me and they get up. Yeah. That's inspiring. Absolutely. And you've heard me say this a million times, so you're going to get annoyed and be like, shut up, Armin. I don't want to hear this again. But um, one of my favorites. (laughs) I knew it. One of my favorite stories is that Jacob wrestling with the angel of God story, right? Like you've heard heard me preach it. Um, And today, so this is why I even bring it up, is you got that verse today. And I've I've been having these like. you know, actual government conflict, political issues in my ministry and stuff. And um, I, I was talking to a mentor and one of the things they texted me was that story. And they said, hmm. Armin, uh, as you're wrestling and struggling through this, how much pain are you willing to go for the ble- uh, go through for the sake of the blessing? Are you willing to be dislocated? And I was like, oh my gosh. And I literally wow. just preached on this, wow, right? Yeah. And so anyone who doesn't know, there's the, the story of Jacob is this guy's named means manipulator, has this wrestling match with God and he gets his hip dislocated and God stops wrestling with him. And he says, what is your name? And he says, Jacob, AKA manipulator. And he says, from this day forth, you shall no longer be known as Jacob or manipulator, but from this day forth, you should be known as Israel, which is you know the name of later on, becomes a name of a nation that still exists today and uh, the most common translation of the word Israel or the name Israel means to struggle with God 
mm-hmm. and uh, and you've heard me. That's why I, I know you're already probably getting annoyed. You've heard me say this a million times, but I don't think God named them Israel despite the fact that they struggled with Him. I think He named them because of the fact that they yes. struggled with them because it showed them. Uh, it, it shows the kind of people that they are that they are willing to persevere, fight, struggle, and do whatever is necessary so that they can gain the blessing, the calling, whatever yes. of God. And, and for me, that was like, that's that, that like, that's the thing that I love. And so uh, going back to what we've been talking about of our guests going through that struggle, it's that wrestling that's match, right. you know, it's like you get to watch well, the kingdom UFC thing. Yeah. What's the option? I mean, you, you become like a couch potato, right? And yeah. you, you just, you check out, you become entertained by what other people do as opposed to become inspired, stay in the game right? If you seek me, you will find me. God Mm. plays a little bit of hide and seek on us because if we are motivated to go after him, we're going to move and we're going to do that struggling with God. Like you talked about. One of our favorite quotes is from Teddy Roosevelt. Have I, have I, you, Oh gosh, I mean, are you going to share that quote again? Is that, is that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't I, know. Go sure ahead. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, so there's a, the, one of my favorite quotes is um, a Teddy Roosevelt quote where he says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. If he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. And and, and it's something Brene Brown always talks about. It's like you got all these people, the vast majority of the world, they all sit in the seats around the arena watching you and they shame you and they critique you and tell you all the ways that you could have done it better because they have hindsight because they didn't have to actually do it. But she, and she always points and she says, you know what? The only people I respect are the people who are willing to get their butts beat down because they're willing to go into the gladiator arena and go into the fight and get bloodied. Yeah, yeah, you know, and there's a part of this which I think we're inspired by that, but there's also a part which I think you and I are trying to do here that is, um, I don't want to make too big of a deal about this because it might sound a little bit uh, self-serving. I don't mean it to be that way. But I do, believe, I, I do believe that we are called to honor people that are doing the faith, yes. right? And we are to give testimony to that, right? Rather than critiquing and, the faith. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of that. Mm-hmm. But we're, give to, we're to honor people who are living out what belief in Jesus means, right? And so in some small way, in some small corner, what we produce on this show does that. And you as listeners listening to that, affirm that, right? Mm-hmm. Because that is the thing that strengthens us as a body is to have testimony. And you know what, to be honest, uh, you know, long ago, I mean, this is like before you were born. <laughs> so like 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, somewhere, somewhere beyond that. <laughs> somewhere beyond that. You know, there used to be a lot more testimony given in churches about what God does sure, in yeah. people's lives. You know, they used yeah. to stand up and, and actually talk about this stuff. And right. That's so rare now. Yeah. Every story you get is almost like prepackaged and, and already, it, and it's not raw and it's not real and it's usually secondhand. Yeah, it's a social media era. Yeah, th- there we go. And so, but I think we have as an opportunity with this podcast to give 
air to that in a real way and mm. hopefully an authentic way. Mm. And we got some great guests lined up for our next, uh, well, who are, however long God wants this podcast <laughs> to run, I don't even want to put a number on. Yeah, it. yeah, absolutely. But, but I do, I do. I'm very excited for some of the guests that we have coming up. I look back. And, you know, one of the big lessons personally that I have learned and have been an inspiration for me, I would say a transformation for me in how I look at my ventures and how I look at God's intervention in my venture, the kind of singular thread of inspiration I've gotten from all of our listeners, other than to stay in the game and trust God for it, like we've been talking about, but the singular transformative work in me as a believer has been to shift my prayer life from praying about circumstances to praying for opportunities. This is the Bold Idea Podcast. Hey, y'all, this is Armin and Larry here. We just want to thank you for being a part of our podcast journey here at the Bold Idea Podcast. And uh, we would love to remain a ad-free podcast. So if this is a podcast that you're enjoying, would love to keep it ad-free, please go to boldideapodcast.com forward slash donate and help us keep it ad-free. And this was not an ad. <laughs> The singular transformative work in me as a believer has been to shift my prayer life from praying about circumstances to praying for opportunities, hmm. to become more proactive sure. rather than reactive, to yeah. not have my prayers being helping me make something easier, yeah. but instead prayers of guidance, prayers hmm. of blessing, prayers of, 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 of favor, instead of prayers of rescue. Right. And and I and I realize, you know, that in many ways that's a big transformation for me because much of my prayer life would be centered around, okay, you got a need, so pray. Hmm. As opposed to let's not do needs based prayer. That's not that you can't do it. We could should do needs based prayer. But if that's your whole diet is needs based prayer, then where are you coming to God and doing guidance-based prayer, like lead me to use my skills mm. and find opportunities that are of most value for me, yeah. as opposed to just reducing the pain in my life yeah. through prayer. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God, make me comfortable. <laughs> and and when, I, when we've talked to guests that have that purposeful opportunity, like God's favor asking for that in advance of an action, hmm. that's cool. And when I look back over our guests that have had that, that's the thing that stands out to me and resonates to me and is that model that I want to live up to, you know? I want to go like, what would the Kendrick brothers do? You know, or what, you know, Good others that do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are many in our program that have done that. And, and I'm just thinking about all those people who really exemplify the kind of faithfulness that I want to have. I'm looking something up really quickly. Another quote? No, it's a definition. It's it's the uh, Greek definition of the word passion. And, and this is out of the Bible. So the way that in the Bible we talk about passion, it actually uh, it actually means something that you're willing to suffer for. Mm. Okay? One of the things that's really sticking out to me as you're even talking about what you're talking about is that the inspiration that you're even talking about, the motivation that you're talking about it, it is is that idea of do I love something enough that I'm willing to suffer for it, mm -hmm. right? Like 
Christ, how passionate was he about us? Mm-hmm. And, and, and can, you, can you tangibly sense that passion based on the life he lived and the death he died, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that's become so clear to me from all these guests that we've had, that we're, we're talking about the struggle, and some of them, I mean, like you, you, you sense the tangible suffering that they've gone through, the, the pain, the grief, the, the, the emotional whatever, you know, and, and like the idea that they will never work and thoughts of suicide and losing children and marriage I mean, like some of these stories you hear, you're like, oh, I just want to throw up. Mm-hmm. But but you 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 can see it, you can feel it, you can hear the tangible passion for what they were trying to do, and everyone sees the success, but no one really sees how much they suffered for the blessing that they have, the outcome that they have, the fruit that they're bearing. And so, just going back to the point of that you brought up of passion, it's just like ah, it's it's this this podcast has helped me just uh, uh, almost vicariously live through our uh, guests of what it genuinely means from a biblical standpoint to be passionate about something and yeah. live for yeah, it, but good. also suffer for yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. And, and and related to that for me is uh, is the sense of all, all of us working together as the body. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing when you're working with somebody in ministry or in church or, you know, like you and I alongside each other. And even in doing this podcast, but when we get guests on the program who are who are in Africa or other parts that you've been to Africa, but I haven't. <laughs> but I mean, if they're working in other parts of the country or they're going to places where we would never step foot in, mm-hmm. and they're talking about the work that they're doing there or the the ideas that they're having and the ways the access that they have to people that you and I would never have access to, mm-hmm. and I think about the fact that we are together a body doing that, you know, and and. When one part is weak, it weakens the whole thing. And so my being in the game is important for them to be in the game and that we serve yeah. this kingdom purpose that isn't just about what I do. I'm not the central story here and nor are any of our guests that we've had on the program. They would, I think, all say they're not the central story here. Mm-hmm. We serve a God who is, yeah. right? And and as part of that, that's a kind of a global kingdom mentality that isn't just about optimizing my experience. Yeah. It's about connecting into that broader thing and that I have a responsibility to that. Hmm. If I let myself stay out of the game, it hinders that. And so like you said, you know, in our small way, we're giving voice to what they're doing. Yeah. Right. And helping promote them and that's good for them. But it also is good just because it connects all of us into this bigger, more grander mission Hmm. that we're all about. Because yeah, it isn't about us, Man. Right? it's about something better than ours than us, right? Yeah. Something about giving voice to what God is doing, and so I kind of see that, and this is a way for us to tap into that, and it's really helped me develop a more global perspective without tra- traveling all over the globe, yeah. Because you get a chance to listen to people that are just doing some great stuff. Absolutely, and it's this whole idea of doing and living a life that transcends you, yeah. You know exactly. that goes beyond you. I mean, we were, uh, we had Chuck Stucker on. I don't I, I don't think it was bold idea, but we had him on Reinventure Me podcast, our last podcast, where we had that whole uh, interview where he was talking about uh, legend versus legacy. Yes. You know, and it and that's kind of what I hear you saying. Yeah, or, yeah. Do we want to build a legend for ourselves or a legacy? That, yeah, you exactly. know. And and man, 
that that really pulls some heartstrings, you know. Mm-hmm. Or you think, uh, am I am I willing to go through what I need to go through to answer the call and the destiny in my life that God has placed there, um, so that I, I I can leave a legacy that transcends me, even if nobody ever remembers my name. Mm-hmm. Can my can even if my name doesn't live on, mm-hmm. can my legacy? Yeah. And you know, the neat thing I think about is when I, when I think about what it's going to be like when the impact of our life is going to be played out in heaven and yeah. we'll see the ways in which we've touched other people, even in ways that we don't know right now, you know, the yeah. encouragement that we might've had, maybe a listener to one of our guest shows buys one of our guests book and it transformed them and it changed their life oh, yeah. and, it, it, and they wouldn't have done it if they hadn't listened to the program. Right. It's like just, you know, these little seeds that get planted is like having the dandelion blow in the wind. You don't know, you could not count where they're all going to land. Right. And there's millions of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And just, I think we're just going to get blown away when God says, see, this is what happened. Oh my gosh, right? absolutely. And I want to be in the game and get as many of those blown out in the wind as I can. Mm. You know? uh, one of my mentors, he lives on a waterfront uh, property and I can't call it a lake because it's a pond at best. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about ripple effects of you know of life and decisions yeah. that we make. And he said, I mean, come outside with me. I said, all right. So we go outside and he shows me his pond, right? On one side. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell it's a pond. It's just caked with all sorts of greens on top. It looks mm-hmm. like you could walk across mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. And then he said, I mean, all right, look down this other end. And I looked down the other end, and they had a fountain mm-hmm. in the middle of this pond, right? Mm-hmm. And you could see the water, and it was perfectly great. And he said, the kingdom of God is kind of like that. He said, when, when you're willing to throw your pebble, your gifting, you're calling, you're, you're willing to throw it in the pond. It has a ripple effect in it mm-hmm. and it clears the path clears. and it reveals the kingdom of God on mm-hmm. earth, mm-hmm. right? And he said, but if you get all the people who are in the kingdom of God, it's like, it, it, it looks like that fountain. Mm-hmm. It no longer looks like a pebble getting thrown in mm-hmm. to the water. Mm-hmm. It looks like <laughs> and, a fountain of yeah, destiny. And, and it has a disruptive effect on all that layer of crumb that's uh, yep. sitting out there. It's and great. Takes takes away the crap and reveals the glory. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, let's end on glory. Huh? Yeah, all right, I like that? glory. <laughs> all right. So that's, uh, that's our takeaway. That's the things that have impacted us on the show and a little bit about, about why we've done it. Um, for those of you that want to launch a podcast, it's a lot of work. We'll just get to that question, right? <laughs> it's a lot of work and it can be very rewarding. But I think the thing for us is I hope you, what you pick out of this is that we're not doing this because we've been told to do it. We're not doing it because it makes any money for us. We're doing it because it has genuine kind of spiritual intrinsic value to us. Hmm. And uh, I think in some ways that for me, I'm just fine with that being the motivator and the reason we're doing it. And, uh, and so if you decide you want to do your own podcast, we will support you a thousand percent in whatever venture you do. Just make sure you're doing it in a way that will last for you, you yeah. know, that makes a difference. So Absolutely. anyway, enough for that, for this show, we'd love to hear how this show or any of our episodes might have made an impact on you as well. So leave us a comment on our website at boldideapodcast.com slash 100 because why, right, Armin? Because it's our centennial episode. That's right. And <laughs> on that centennial note, We want to thank you so much for being a listener, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Bold Idea Podcast. To get our show notes sent to your inbox, 
visit boldideapodcast.com.